Hi guys and welcome to episode 7 of the Dreamers Disease where each week we'll hear the inspirational stories of people who are out in the world and really following their passions and doing the things that they love for a living. First of all I'd like to just take a moment to thank you for clicking play on this episode for checking it out um, I hope that you can enjoy what is to come and I really hope that you can take some learnings from it and, and implement those into your own life. If you do like what you hear or at this point you want to know more, you can subscribe to the podcast which is now available on iTunes. So head over to iTunes, search Dreamers Disease, hit subscribe and it'd be amazing also if you could leave a review. If you're not on Apple, you don't have an iTunes account, you can head over to SoundCloud, search Dreamers Disease. You can head over to Audio Boom, search Dreamers Disease, and it's all there for you to subscribe and listen and review as much as you like. You can also head to Instagram where each day there'll be uploads of inspirational quotes, cool images, stories, etc. Um, and you can find that as Dreamers Disease underscore podcast. So on this episode, I'm joined by Kira London, who is a personal trainer and fitness instructor who is also, I guess, a kind of Instagram model, and she's built up a client base through Instagram, which she talks about, but what's really amazing about her story is similar to Moz from episode four, is that she took a leap of faith to leave her job that she'd been working in PR for six years in the city. She left her job to start up, you know, becoming a personal trainer, and it was very, very inspiring to hear, you know, someone who's willing to take that that jump and have that, that faith in themselves and belief that they can do what they really want to do. Um, so we spoke a little bit about her background, her university, her work life for six years, uh, how she built up her client base, her 12-week plan which she just uh, put out into the world and how she put that together, how she structured it, her thoughts on the importance of nutrition and how that comes into play when you're trying to get fit and also just an overall sense of her her values of life and wanting to spend time with her family and you know not restrict herself too much with fitness 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 but being able to go out have a drink eat pizza you know really enjoy her time um, and, and having a true sense of self which is which is really amazing for someone who works in a kind of you know all-consuming fitness industry so it was really good stuff to hear so without further ado we'll jump straight in and i really hope that you guys enjoy this one Cool. So I'm joined by Kira, aka Kira London, if you follow on Instagram. Hello. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm all right, I'm all right. We're here at the gym that you work out of. Yeah, we are literally in the gym. Literally sat next to the boxing <laughs> The boxing ring. ring. <laughs> and we're on the floor because it's really hot. Yeah. And it's a Let's set day. the scene. Exactly. Um, so to kickstart things, can you tell us a bit about who you are and what you do? Okay. Um, right. So my name is Kira. I am, oh God, I don't even want to say my age because it is just, uh, I'm 27. <laughs> I'm the wrong side of 25 and um, I'm a personal trainer and, and like all around, I don't know, I do fitness classes, fitness plans, like I'm just sort of fitness, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Fitness yeah. queen. Fitness queen. There I'll take go. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so can you tell us a bit about how you got into doing fitness what and I do. becoming a personal trainer and yeah so that. basically um I used to work in PR so I was in PR for oh god I mean I did PR PR and events management when I was at uni so then I went straight into PR I was in PR for about probably six years coming out of uni um and I loved it don't get me wrong it was great I really enjoyed it um worked on some great campaigns but 
it was very much like glass ceiling and I felt like I wasn't going anywhere. Couldn't really get, not, not couldn't get much money, but it was like everyone sort of capped at like 30k per annum and it was like really hard to get above that. Um, and then I started just going to the gym and then my friends started asking to come to the gym with me. Um, and then after a while it got a bit annoying because it was like every time I was going to work out, someone would be like, can I come, can I come, can I come? And then I thought I might as well just do a PT course then I can charge people for it. So I did that. And then, um, for a year or so, I carried on working in PR, doing PT on the evenings, um, PT on the weekends. So I was pretty much working like all the time. Um, so I'd be working till four o'clock in central London and then I'd be working all the evenings like out in the gym. And, um, then in the last year I've gone full time and everything's kind of gone a bit crazy since then. Yeah. yeah it's good. It's That's good. Cool. It's great. <laughs> At what point did you decide to take the leap into full time PT work? Um, I, I actually wanted to go on a long holiday and I was like, I'm, my work were not going to let me have the time off. I didn't really want to take the leap. I was really scared, if I'm honest. I was like, what if I go full time and I don't have any clients and I don't make any money and then I have to go and work in Tesco and, you know, like backtrack and start from the beginning. Um, so I didn't really want to. I was really nervous about it at first, but I went to LA for two months and my work weren't going to allow me to have the time off. So I figured, go to LA, do your thing, have some fun. And then when you come home, give PT a try full time. So I was kind of pushed into it. Um, but it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. Best accident ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, sometimes that's always the way, isn't it? Um, yeah. So you mentioned a bit about you went to uni. Yeah. Um, did you finish uni? Yeah, did you... I did. Well, I went to Manchester for three months and I was like, hell no, get me out of here. Sorry to any Mancunians because I do love Manchester. It's so fun, but it rained all the time. Yeah. Like every day it rained. And I just remember waking up and thinking, oh, like I couldn't do it. And, and at the time I really missed London and I was... You know, like when you're 18 and you're you're just you've just started like all your friends are going out in London, and then I felt a bit out of the loop. So after three months, I was like, no, going back to London. So I went back to London, treated that as a gap year, worked throughout the year, and then I moved to start afresh at London College of Communication okay. yeah. in Elephant and Castles. So that's like University of the Arts, um, and that's where I did PR. And yeah, did three years, finished that. Um, it was great. I love. Um, I mean, it was a bit more like going to college because yeah. I didn't have the whole uni life. It yeah. wasn't like, whoa, let's get drunk and let's do this and let's. I kind of was just still living my normal life. Don't get me wrong. I probably I did get drunk a lot throughout those three years, but not in a uni way. You know, not like in I, the, you've moved out. You've yeah, gone to a different yeah. City I wasn't like bar experience. hopping through yeah. Nottingham. Um, so it was very much different. I still lived at home, and I kind of would go backwards and forwards like treated it like college but it was great and uh, I don't I don't regret it but I also wouldn't be particularly forceful on pushing anyone to go to the uni in future yeah so you mentioned you did a PT course yes um what other training have you done since then or have you not I haven't <laughs> that was done it. the course and then I did my course and then I went straight into it um I so I did my PT course and I lit, I was lucky enough that my employers were really like 
cool at the time. They let me take, I went down to three three days a week because then I did the other two days a week doing my course. Um, and then since then, I've literally just gone straight into yeah. it. And how long was the course? Uh, it was, it was. I think it was three months. Okay. I had to do two days a week for three months. And it was great. That's cool. And then, so now, what does a regular day look like for you? Oh, God. Well, this is what I like. Um, now, a regular day isn't a regular day. Like, I don't know what's going to happen every day. Um, and that's the thing that I hated about working for somebody else. Yeah. Literally, every single morning, I would wake up and... It was repetitive. Like, I'd have to be up and out of my bed by a certain time. Because if I wasn't out of my bed, I would be late. If I was late, I would get told off. Um, Actually, no, I was late every day. I got told off every day. My punctuality is appalling. And I think that's part of the reason why I need to be my own boss. Because my punctuality is terrible. That's not changed since I was young. Yeah. And so I I kind of had to work for myself. I can't have somebody telling me off every day. So today, like, for example, every day will be different. I might wake up at, I generally wake up at about half seven, but I might not get out of bed until half eight. And that makes a big difference. Not having to get out of bed makes a massive difference to my life. Um, And then I'm just in the gym all day and nipping around, training myself, training my clients, doing classes. So every day is really different. How have you built a client base for yourself? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram has been like amazing. If I didn't have Instagram, I I would be probably homeless. (laughs) Because honestly, I've got like all of my clients came from Instagram. Um, And then a lot of it is word of mouth as well. I found that I would train one person. Then they'd want me to train their sister, their friend, their auntie and so it kind of just built up now I've got to the point where I'm not taking on any more clients I haven't taken on any more clients in a while now so that it's nice because it's nice to be in a position where you can turn down work rather than you know be scraping around for it I'm not a good saleswoman so if I had to go up to somebody and sell them my services I would I'd be a real sweaty mess. <laughs> I'd be terrible. Even with all your PR background. I know, but I still, I mean, I've done, I've done a bit of everything since I was younger. I've done, honestly, before I got into fitness, I've done recruitment. So I've done the sales thing, but I can't. I'm just not good. Yeah. I see PTs in the gym who have to go and approach, um, you know, approach people on the treadmill and encourage them to, to take part in like a personal training session and, I just, I would be really bad at that. I'm quite lucky. All of mine is inbound. Yeah. And that is due to Instagram. Just doing fitness videos, um, you know, doing my own workouts, posting selfies. Yeah. (laughs) It is ridiculous, but it's, yeah, girls, and I only train girls. So I think that works. I've definitely got in with the female market. Yeah. But that's important as well to like know your market and kind of stick with it and cater to them. Exactly. I don't want to train guys. Um, just because it's not my niche and I'd be taking on something that I, is unnecessarily challenging for both me and them. I feel like there's so many great male trainers out there. Yeah. Go with them. My speciality is like legs, bum, abs, bingo yeah. wings. So you're, you're better off if you want to go get a big chest and a, a broad back, go to another guy. Yeah. Unless you do want a big bum. And yeah, unless you do want a yeah, big bum. Exactly. In which case some guys do. So <laughs> no judging. 
Um, and has Instagram helped you in terms of like sponsorship as well? Because you do some stuff with and for Protein World. Yeah. Did that come through the Instagram thing? Yeah, that how came did they, Instagram. Did they contact you? How did that work? They they contacted me. Um, I've had like a lot of people contact me, but there were a lot of companies that I didn't really want to work with in the nice way possible. I think it's quite important to know yourself and know like your brand and the sort of look that you're trying to give to the public. And um, Protein World contacted me. Um, uh, when was that? I think it was like last October or last November. Um, and I've been working with them ever since. I was one of their Protein World pros. Um, and again, that was through Instagram. Um, so that was that's great because things like that they um they're a great brand it's 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 all it's it's like a big circle isn't it you know yeah. you work with them they work back with you they give you exposure you give them exposure yeah. um and you know it coincides like i do i just as as you were sort of pulling up i was drinking my protein world shake cuz i've just finished my workout and i provide like my clients with shakes and things yeah. like that because i like products as well that i I trust and I believe in. I don't want to just promote something that I don't... For the sake of it. Yeah, yeah. for the sake of it. And and I actually... I, I like the ingredients. I like the recipes. I think they taste good. Um, I like their branding. I like the team. They're all cool. You know, people will have their opinions on different companies that people work with. Because I do think you can get tarred with the Instagram brush of like you know selling this and selling that and skinny meaties and things like yeah. that waist trainers yeah um but I think point one everybody's got to eat so I, I don't ever condone somebody if they you know if that's what they're doing but point two stay true to yourself yeah. so I think like if you're going to try and promote it make sure that it's something that's ethical and you've done a bit of research on the brand um and you believe in what you're selling yeah and how do you think that you're you've, you've spoken a bit about a, like your brand of you on instagram mm. how do you think your background in pr has kind of helped that in a way or has it not or had you know uh, was there something within it yeah i think subconsciously i wouldn't i never really thought of myself as like a brand until I actually had to register myself as a limited company. Okay. And then I was like, I actually am a company. I'm my own boss and everything that I'm putting out is me and everything everything that I, you know, anyone who I associate with is representing me and, and representing us. And I think it's very important. I did realize from PR that, that the brand is key because um, if people don't trust in your brand, they're not gonna come to you. Yeah. I wouldn't go to, you know, some, something that I don't particularly believe in, don't trust, and give them my money. So yeah. I think it's important to be, I don't know, I think it's important to stay true to yourself, but also represent yourself in as best a light as you can. Yeah, of course, always. Very important, because if you don't, you're kind of living like a false life, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. And, like, and there are a lot of that. There's yeah. a lot of that, especially with social media these yeah. days. Like, oh my God, there's... There's so much. And that's why I think it's important to, as I said, stay true to yourself. Yeah. Like, just be real with it. I'm I'm in the fitness industry and I still eat pizza and, like, get drunk. And, and, I'm, and I'm just honest about it because I feel like there's a lot of people who fake it. And they're sort of like, no, you know, all I have is chicken and broccoli. Yeah, and I then pretend they're like... 100% vegan exactly and not exactly exactly I just think be real and and people people will um empathize with that as well because 
they they will be like, oh, yeah, good. Okay, phew. Because I had a pizza last night. That makes me yeah. feel less crap. Yeah. So I think it's it's just like, it's, it's fi- striking the balance between who you really are and where you're trying to get to. And then on the subject of pizza. Pizza. <laughs> I love pizza. How important is nutrition in terms of what you do? Um... I think it depends what you're trying to achieve. Of course, nutrition is important, and I'd be condemned and probably stoned for saying that, like, it's not, because of course it is. You know, your body, in that sense, your body is a temple, and whatever you're putting into it, you might as, uh, you might as well fill it with goodness rather than crap. Yeah. On the other hand, I'm very relaxed. Um, I like pizza. I like Oreos. I like... Um, you know, I like going out. My favorite drinks are porn star martini. Yeah. And I don't want to sacrifice a fun life for the sake of having a nice body. Yeah. So um, I think you can strike a balance. My balance is I exercise really hard and really frequently so that I can eat what I want. Yeah. I don't like to diet. don't enjoy dieting. Um, I'll try and eat healthy where I can, but I wouldn't restrict myself at all. And I encourage my clients to do the same thing. I don't ever... I see a lot of trainers put their clients on um really strict low calories no carbs um you know high veg low fats diets and their clients come in through the door and they're depleted they're tired they're cranky they can't go out on the weekend they have to miss their friend's birthday meal and i just think that's not good for your life you have to try and find a balance in everything in life otherwise you're going to be looking great but feeling like rubbish yeah okay all right so hypothetical situation now okay i'm coming to you as a new client yeah and it's mid-june as okay. as we're recording it's mid-june yeah and i'm late for my to get into my summer body yeah what can i do what tips can you give me to get fit for the summer and get beach body ready eesh i mean mid-june you're not it's <laughs> cutting it fine <laughs> okay number one starved no, i'm joking <laughs> i mean from mid-june if we're talking summer like if we're talking within the month that's when i'd really say the nutrition is key um because i always say to people if you want to live moderately and you want to um you know try and make some changes to yourself i always say allow yourself three months and training minimally three times a week um that's just my advice that's from what i've seen that's how i've seen my clients progress um a lot of people like your hypothetical situation come in on the short haul and they're like i've got a wedding in two weeks and i'm maid of honor and i need to lose three stone and i'm like babe you know it's not realistic it's not realistic you i think more people need to understand it's a whole lifestyle um and actually anything that you need to do to drop weight really quickly or you know shred and yeah um it's not going to be particularly healthy for your body you can it is it is um you know doable you can you can achieve that but it's not going to be very healthy for your body and chances are you're going to pile it all back on straight away so i'm a bit more realistic with my approach i say to people look we need to get you on a a relatively moderate diet plan with with cheat meals so that you can still have a life i'm big on having a life as i've mentioned um and you need to be training as uh, the more you train it's pretty simple the more you train the less you eat yeah the more you'll lose weight the more you'll tone up the more you'll you know gain muscle if you're on the right diet plan 
Um, but I think people need to stop trying to get shortcuts. We're in like an era of plastic surgery. Everybody, every girl wants a massive bum and, you know, a flat stomach and everyone thinks it can be achieved really quickly. Nobody yeah. wants to work for anything anymore. Yeah. I feel like that's one one thing that I'm always trying to drill into people's heads. This is a life change. Yeah. You need to just accept that from now on, you can't go to drink with your friends after work on a Wednesday. You have to go to the gym. Yeah. That's, save the drink into the weekend. Save the drink into yeah. the weekend. I'm not saying you can't drink. I'm just saying, like, get your workouts in and stick to it. A lot of people, what they do is they'll they'll start... And then after two weeks, they haven't got the results that they want and they quit. Yeah. And it's like, but you haven't even given your body a chance to react to the work that you've been yeah. putting in and the diet you've been putting yourself on. Um, so that's, like I said, we live in like a shortcut generation. Yeah. Our parents, if they wanted something, they worked really hard for it. I'm not saying there aren't people out there who work hard yeah, for things. But there in, definitely are. In general. In general, yeah. I think we want everything right now. Yeah. And and unfortunately, your body's not going to necessarily work like that unless you start earlier. Yeah. So what would be the minimum? Did you say three months earlier? I mean, I obviously you can do you can do that in shorter time depending on how drastic. Yeah. I just think in order to maintain a yeah. lifestyle and, yeah. and sort of change your routine, body isn't exactly, it? Yeah. get into okay. a routine. I think you need to give yourself three months. Within one month, you'll start your body will start reacting. Yeah. If if you're if you're working out three, you know, two, three times a week, three more than two actually, yeah, two's yeah. more maintenance. Um if you're working out three times a week, your body will start reacting within about a month. Yeah. Then you, when you want to start seeing the changes within about two months, it'll be like, oh, oh, this is different. You know, my bum's starting to lift, my cellulite's yeah. starting to go, my arms are starting to pop, my bingo yeah. wings. And then by three months, it'll be like, wow, okay, I'm really looking good. That's what that's what I found. But don't, you know, don't hold me to that because everyone's different. Yeah. But just in general, across all the clients that I've trained, that's the time scale that yeah. I find. Okay, so and I think now's a good time to talk about your uh, 12-week plan. Yeah. So... Leg, is it legs and bum? Legs and bum. So what kind of exercises are in there and what kind of different stages are there within that 12 weeks? Yeah, so basically there's three um, three different stages in my plan. Um, and one of them is, sorry, not stages, there's three different sections to the plan. Yeah. So one of them's HIIT, which is basically high-intensity interval training. Um, and everything that I've included in that is legs and bum focused. But at the same time, it's great for burning fat so um a lot of a lot of what i find because as i said i'm always talking to girls a lot of what i find is it's proportionate yeah. so if you actually lose weight off your stomach if you burn fat off your stomach and you are gaining muscle on your bottom half yeah. it's going to make you look like you have a smaller waist and a bigger bum yeah. so sometimes i think girls need to understand it's not it's not that you have a humongous bum and a, a, a washboard stomach. It's just getting your proportions yeah. right. Um, so hit's very important because we want a fat burn. Um, most girls, as I said, want the flat stomach. So we get the fat burning and we get some explosive um, exercises in in order to grow your glutes and yeah. work on your so, legs. So what sort of stuff? What sort of exercises? Squat jumps, yeah. um, jumping lunges, you know, box jumps, so yeah. landing up on a, a platform, things that are explosive, yeah. um, dynamic movements. So that's really good for, as I said, burning fat and building muscle at the same time. Yeah. Um, the second stage that I've got is three weights. Um, so 
that's anything, you know, squats with a barbell, deadlifts with a barbell, um, walking lunges with dumbbells. Um, so anything free weight. So that targets a lot of them are compound exercises. So we're working across one or two muscle groups and, and doing like um, supersets. So it might be lunges with a with a squats with a barbell. So at least we're we're working the glutes, we're working the legs, and then we're working the quads on the lunges at the same time. Sorry, I'm getting a bit I'm no, getting no, a bit no, <laughs> muscly. No, <it's> <laughs> and then the third part of my plan is um resistance machines. So like leg presses, yeah. um hamstring curls. So basically the idea is I want to target your legs and bum yeah. from every angle. Yeah. So we've got the free weights, the resistance machines and the hit. Um, and then basically across the 12 weeks, I've got a weight guide. So we go up in weights, down in reps, and we start to develop you to get a bit more stronger. Um, at the end of the day, you need to put the muscle under stress in order for it to grow. Yeah. So as girls get a bit more confident, um, they can then up the weights and challenge themselves a little yeah. bit further. Okay. And how did you go about building the plan? Did you sit down by yourself and do it or did you... Honestly, I was on a flight to LA and so I was like, I have 11 hours. Yeah. What can I do in 11 hours? Because I've been flying so much recently. I'm bored of all the, the films. You know, when you're younger, it's like, oh, yeah. there's a new film. Yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting. Um, as I've got older and I really am old, I just bring a book and I don't even turn on the films half the yeah. time. Um, so I was on a flight to LA in um, January and I just sat there and I was like, how can I utilize the time? And I just wrote out the whole plan on the flight. Um, and then I got in touch with a graphic designer, got her to um, design the plan. And then I was tweaking it with her, got her to do, um, she's an illustrator as well. Mm -hmm. So I got her to do like illustrations for every exercise. Oh, nice. um, Cause I had to compare to quite a lot of the other girls who have plans out at the moment. And I was like, what's different? What's gonna make people wanna use mine over theirs? Um, yeah. And I found that illustrations were one thing that were generally missing. Like showing you how to do everything. Basically. Yeah, because a lot of people don't understand. If I say, you know, do um, 20 hamstring curls, and back to back that with 20 sumo squats yeah. they might be like what's a hamstring curl what's a sumo squat yeah. um so i needed to that that was the harder part that was what took a little longer getting yeah. the illustrations of every exercise um but it's great it's 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 nice because being my own boss generally i have to be there to make money i have yeah. to be with my clients or in my class and this was something that opened and and obviously things like protein world yeah, stuff yeah. like that it opened me up to different routes of of making money while i wasn't actually physically doing anything yeah so that's my next step in life okay. doing as, as much as possible that pays me but yeah. i don't need to physically be there okay okay nice and what so where is your plan available if anyone's interested in purchasing it's it online it's on my um on my website which is www oh god i'm gonna plug myself right now <laughs> kira london fit and kira spelt sierra so c-i-a-r-a londonfit.com or on my instagram kira london there's like a link in the bio sorry for the shameless plug but go and buy that it's really great yeah. <laughs> i mean if i was looking to build up my legs and my bum then i would but thank you alex thank you <laughs> i don't think the plan's quite for me to be honest well you never know you never know <laughs> maybe for your mom you yeah. could buy it for a gift for a girl like sister it's true it is very true 
see, this is actually the saleswoman coming out. <laughs> and what? Who? Who's been your biggest inspiration? Oh, good question. Honestly, um, I'm not particularly inspired by like famous people. I'm more inspired by people who I know and are around me on a day-to-day yeah, basis. Which is very important. Yeah, but it is very important. I think important. that's even more important than being inspired by like... People that you don't know. Exactly. Yeah, like I find that... Um, one of my one of my good friends, she was a really good inspiration to me. She's a girl called Lily Sabri. And... Um, she runs her own hot pilates classes and she's sort of rolled them out and has i think three or four different locations and several classes throughout the week um and other people teaching them for her um and she was also a pilates instructor and she's the first person who encouraged me to do my personal training course um and again she's got quite a big following on instagram she's again another fitness girl but she her her work rate was just amazing Mm. when I met her she just knew what she wanted knew where she was going and she worked hard to get it and being around people like that it was like whoa I need to up my game now like I can't if you're in I can't there is a saying about if you're the smartest person in the room you're You're in in the the wrong room room, yeah. yeah and I think that's so true like you have to be surrounded by people who work hard and you know they like another one of my best friends again she's a singer a girl called Sinead Harnett she again very inspiring to me she's always working every time I speak to her she's at the studio she's doing a gig she's um, writing songs she's going and doing something for someone she's bringing always doing something every time I speak to her she's busy and that's again the sort of people that I like to be around um people with intense work rates even my sister like she works in property it's nothing glam or exciting but she was working like eight till eight every day and then she'd finish her work and go to the gym and you know like so people who people who aren't afraid to get their hands dirty they're the ones who inspire me i'm not really interested in in you know celebrities or I don't sit there and think oh you know I really love Kim Kardashian because she's got a great bum because she bought it off surgery yeah Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm more inspired by people and um, people that I know and people that work hard yeah that's inspiring to me people who make me want to sort of like pull my finger out and get on with it cool and have you come across any like struggles or hardships like since you decided to become a full-time personal trainer if I'm totally honest I've been really lucky uh it's been way less difficult than I thought it was going to be um I was so worried but I I mean in terms of struggles and hardships every time I put on and I know it for me it's small scale but every time I put on a class every time I put on an event um me and Lily used to run boot camps together the struggle was getting people there it's very nerve-wracking hosting something and being like you know you know yourself because you do an event hosting something and being like everyone come yeah what if nobody comes it's so scary you know so i did find that quite difficult um just getting my head around not caring so much what people think and just putting things on and working hard and just seeing what happens yeah um but in general i've been really lucky i know there's a lot of people out there who who probably have to grind way harder than me um and i i'm quite lucky as i said this is where it comes back to the brand thing if you build your brand then you shouldn't have to worry too much about 
your clients and where your you know where your market's coming from because if you've got a strong brand I think they should come yeah. um but as I said yeah that's that's worked in my favor I haven't I wouldn't say I've had massive struggles because I feel like now I've found something that I'm good at and once you believe that you're good at what you do yeah you don't need to convince people yeah they'll come yeah yeah I think and and actually that's a bit um I'm a little bit like that I'm not like um a worrier yeah She's good. Not really, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, even about money and things like that, I don't tend to like stress about it. If I'm having a month where I'm making loads of money and then one month it's a little bit quieter, I'm not going to stress about it because it's going to come. Yeah. Or I hope it's going to come. It's having (laughs) having that faith and that belief in yourself, isn't it? Yeah, I'll find a way. It'll be fine. I'm not going to be, you know, homeless. Um, And I I think a lot of people, especially in London, we worry too much. We stress about everything, and and um, I think it just takes away from like the enjoyment of life. Mm. Like this year, especially, I've been um, I set myself a New Year's resolution. I mean, it's not really a resolution. It really wasn't a resolution, but on New Year's, I said to myself, I'm going to go away twelve times this year. So every month, I'm oh, wow. going away somewhere. Nice. So this is kind of my year of fun, um, and I think that's rubbing off. It's a little bit like every time I come back. It's, it's keeping me in a better headspace. Yeah. Less worried, less stressed, less anxious. And it's more like just getting away from the office and and enjoying the fact that I can do this and seeing as many countries as I can and yeah. going to as many places as I can. Um, yeah, and so I think that's that's definitely helped to rub off on the, yeah. on the chilled mode that I'm in. Yeah. And would you ever consider going abroad to work or to learn like different techniques or different training styles or anything like that i would definitely consider it but i've actually as i've mentioned a couple of times i've I've spent a lot of time in la over the last few years Mm -hmm. like three months here two months there the amount of times i've like looked into visas should i move over there then i went to dubai and i looked into you know could i would i want to work in dubai because you know like there's a big fitness scene over there um but for some reason, London just always pulls me back. It's home. It's home. It's home. It's grey and it rains and the weather is unreliable. Luckily, today is beautiful. But, you know, in general, it's just, it's home. And I've got such a strong family base, a, a really solid group of friends. Um, and I just don't think I could leave that. So I feel like I could go somewhere and learn techniques. I'd like to go to India, for example, and do a yoga course. Yeah. I think, uh, well, I'm just about to like send over my details, but I think I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro oh, in wow. October. Um, you know, like I want to go around and I want to learn as much as possible, but I do feel like, I don't feel like you need to move somewhere to do that. I feel like you could go somewhere for a couple of weeks or a month even, um, and learn, absorb yourself like a sponge and then come back home yeah. and use it. I find that every time I travel, I get a new idea anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like I went to Miami a couple of months ago and I went to a boot camp in Miami um, and there's nothing like it in London. The boot yeah. camp that they had, it was so different. And that was just a week in Miami. And that's that idea is firmly planted in my head. I would love to open a boot camp like that. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of timing. Yeah. But again, like as I said, that was just I went to Miami. I tried out a gym a few times, and I loved it. Yeah. So I don't think that you necessarily need to move somewhere to do that. You can go and like sample different yeah. places, take what you can, and bring it home. Yeah. And what what would be your plans then 
for you and your brand and your company over the next kind of say like five to ten years? You've mentioned you know potential yoga course and you've yeah. mentioned this idea from Miami. Is there have you got certain goals that you want to achieve yeah. or plans that you have in place? Yeah, I ideally, I mean, I'd really like to open my own space. That would be my next step and start running um, my own classes. Um, I d- I mean my some companies that I sort of look up to Barry um Barry's Bootcamp yeah. One Rebel um Cycle things like that where they 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 got an idea they had a concept they they worked on one they grew it and then they rolled it out across you know London and then yeah. worldwide yeah you know and I think that is the goal for me something like that something within the remit that I'm I would class myself, I wouldn't class myself an expert, but I'd say that's kind of where I'm headed. Um, You know, legs and bum um, is pretty much my my speciality. Something for girls, somewhere fun, great energy. For me, um, the gym became an important part of my life when I was like not happy in life. When I had certain things going on and the gym was my escape. Um, You know, I'd like, if I was stressed out, well, I was stressed out every day at that point. And I would go to the gym from 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And I'd bang on my headphones and I'd get into my zone and I'd feel so great coming out of the gym. I'd get home, fall straight asleep. Yeah. And then it was a new day. Yeah. And it really helped me through like hard times. So I would love to create a space that could do the same for others. Because I just think it's the power of exercise is... Like ridiculous yeah. for your endorphins just to make you feel good you never leave a class or a, a workout and feel like oh I wish I didn't do that you yeah. always think I'm so glad I went yeah um, so I would like to have my own space something like Barry's but more targeted on weights resistance bands legs bum yeah um, but something that eventually I could have people working underneath me and I can retire in a mansion in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the dream for everyone, That's the right? dream. <laughs> um, Sipping a cocktail on a lilo. Yeah. But you know, it's very, it's very interesting what you just said about um, using the gym and exercise as a kind of escape. Because mm. I find, I, so I go in the mornings. Mm. Um, so I start my day, I wake up, have a quick bite to eat, jog to the gym, do like an hour or so workout. Yeah. Have a little stretch. And I find it really helpful because... I only have to concentrate on two things when I'm yeah. in the gym. One is whatever exercise I'm doing, and two is whatever music. podcast or yeah, music I'm too, listening to. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. And they're the only two things yeah. that go through my mind. Yeah. And the second I step back out of those doors, mm. my mind's at 100 back, miles yeah. an hour again. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's find it really... It's a total escape. Yeah. It's a total escape. And it's, um, it's the one time I am ridiculous on my phone. Oh, my God. I can't leave my phone for like three minutes without touching it without refreshing instagram without checking my whatsapp even though nobody's messaged me again or you know like or sometimes like as i said to you earlier i'm really bad i have so many messages to reply to and i just i'll just go back into it look and then i'll be like nope come back out i just don't i'm terrible on my phone um and jim is the one time i do not check my phone i don't answer calls it's I can't lose that focus when I'm mm. in the gym. It throws me right off. Even if you just stop for a second, read a message, it takes you out of the zone yeah, and yeah. it can ruin your workout. Yeah. Um, so, as I said, it's a time to switch off and there's no other time in the day that I do that aside from when I'm in the gym. Yeah. Literally. Cool. 
Um, all right, so I've got two more questions for you. Ooh. Last couple. Okay. So, if you could roll back the years and give yourself, younger self, some advice, so let's say like 13, 14, still in yeah. school, basically. Yeah. What three things would you tell yourself to start doing and what one thing would you tell yourself to stop doing? Ooh. Okay, start doing. Start saving money earlier. I think that's one thing that I, and I know, I know like 13, 14 is probably a bit soon, but I wish I started earlier. Um, it's quite difficult though, because, well, when you're 13 or 14, you probably don't really yeah. have any money. And, yeah. and actually you don't really have any money until maybe mid twenties anyways, yeah. you know, like once you're through university is, but I do wish I started saving money earlier. Yeah. Um, I wish I, I wish I personally worried, um, I don't know, I'm torn on this one. I want to say worried less about exams, like GCSEs. Yeah. I just don't think, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be bad to say this, but I just think in the real world, yeah. there's they don't really matter. Yeah. And I think they're built up so much in school. It's like, oh, you've got to do your exams and, you know, you have to, I, I just think that, you're better off finding something that you enjoy, uh, a, a craft or develop a skill. I feel like in school, you spent a lot of time being taught skills that don't necessarily matter in life rather than the skills that you actually need yeah. once you're out in the big wide world. I wish I focused more on things like business or languages, yeah. um, you know, like PE. I didn't yeah. really, I did do PE because I enjoyed it, but... I, I wish I focused more I wish I focused more on languages definitely mm. especially now the way the world is going we all want to travel all the time languages are so important mm. I, I was really good at French I think I got an A star in GCSE French and then I left school and I just dropped it out yeah. I just forgot it you know like now je parle un petit peu <laughs> say, but un petit peu but yeah I'm terrible you know and it's like I've literally got I can't I can barely remember it um, and I wish that I I developed that a little bit further. Yeah. Um, and I wish I just stressed less. Mm. In school, you get wrapped up in stupid drama. I remember there was always drama in my school, and you know, you're you're always bickering with your friends. But maybe that's a that's an age thing. Yeah. But I think just like worry less, enjoy your childhood more. But I just feel like that will fall on deaf ears because I know that myself as a 15 year old, I would have been like, yeah, yeah, but you know, because yeah. you you are the person that you are at the time. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Don't do, don't stress. Yeah. Don't overstress on your GCSEs. Don't overstress on that boy in your class. Don't overstress on an argument with your friends because none of it means anything in the long run. Yeah. It really doesn't like, you know, spend more time with your family, spend more time developing yourself, spend more time reading books, spend more time having fun with your friends. I just think I'm a big advocate for like fun yeah have fun yeah more fun less stress yeah you only get one chance at life exactly. so you might as well enjoy it isn't it well exactly like you know we never know when we're gonna die so there's no point in being sensible sally all the time yeah cool and then so what would be your ultimate happiness goal you mentioned your mansion in miami with your cocktail <laughs> and Milo, what, would, what would you be what would be your ultimate happiness goal hmm so my ultimate thing that makes me happy as I said before, um, 
it's not actually particularly materialistic. So I think for me, I focus more on more on like spending time with my family, spending time with my friends, traveling the world, the moments that make me happy rather than, it's not things that make me happy. So a car isn't going to make me happy. It might be nice to sit in. It might be more comfortable to sit in a Range Rover than a, a Nissan Micra, yeah. but it doesn't mean you're going to be a happy person sitting in a Range Rover. Yeah. Um, so I think just spend time on good friends. That's one thing that makes you really happy. That's yeah. what I've learned as well. Keep very few friends, good friends, and stay away from bad, toxic relationships. That's boyfriend, girlfriend, friendship, parents, um, and just enjoy your life more. Cool, perfect. Cool, so before we wrap up, can you let the people know where they can keep up to date with your movements, where they can follow you on Instagram, uh, remind them where they can get the plan from? Yeah, so... um, I would say, give me a follow on Instagram. That's probably where most of my movements are. Um, it's Kira London, C-I-A-R-A, like Sierra, London. You all know how to spell London. And um, Snapchat, Kira Katie. I'm on Snapchat quite a lot. That's where you'll find like my client workouts. Yeah. I'm constantly snapping throughout the day. Um, and then my website, probably, kiralondonfit.com. So I do some blogs on there. Cool. Stuff like that. Cool. Well, thanks for the time. Thank you um, for having me. It's all right. I hope you guys listening uh, are able to take a lot from that. There's a lot of good nuggets of information and fitness tips, and you can get a real sense of Kira's drive and awareness of brand and herself and values and, you know, everything really. So it's, hopefully there's a lot in there to, <laughs> to take from it. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, lovely to meet you. That's all right. So there you have it guys, that's Kira's story and as I said at the beginning she's got you know really strong values and a real true sense of herself and what she's trying to implement within her brand and building it up and you know really sticking to that and having the goals that she has in terms of trying to uh, have her own space, more classes and build her company essentially to have more people working for her and you can really get a sense of the kind of knowledge and passion that she has for it and it's really really great to see And, and, and for someone who who spent so many years really six years working in an industry that they liked but it wasn't perfect for them it wasn't what they were really passionate about to then take that jump and, and set up her own company you know is really really amazing so i hope you guys can take a lot from that episode and it was really really inspiring to speak to kira and um, so if you do like what you hear please hit me up on twitter at i am alex manzi um, let me know your thoughts. I would love your, your opinions, anything that you would like to have heard more of, etc, um, etc. Et you can also head over to Instagram at dreamersdisease underscore podcast. You can leave comments there, reviews, whatever you may like. But also, if you do like what you hear, please head over to iTunes. Please hit subscribe. All you have to do is search Dreamers Disease and it will pop up in the podcast section on iTunes. Leave a review. The reviews are amazing because it allows you guys to share your thoughts and opinions on, on the episode and the podcast as a whole and you know, it'd be really great to know what you guys think about what you've heard so far, You know what you'd like to hear more of, anything that you feel has been left out or people you'd like to see interviewed etc. You know, it's, it's a great place for that so if you could head over there and leave a review it'd be really really special and amazing. Um, so that's all for this episode, uh, thanks again for sticking to it and listening in um, and hopefully I will see you next time. 